Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Here we go. We're almost into the home stretch. It's Friday. Of course, everybody's kicking out the jams, and uh, I hope it's a relaxing one. Of course, as we just heard, Remembrance Day on Sunday. Do not forget. Uh, it's lest we forget. Of course, uh, so much to be thankful for. And in Flanders Fields, you know, where uh, the crosses and the poppies are uh, a constant reminder of the sacrifice made, uh, we need to be uh, mindful of that, even though we're, you know, removed by a century. Hard to believe, eh? Uh, World War One. But what was learned, what was uh, obviously uh, just temporarily, I guess, uh, taken to heart. And then we had another conflagration, what, 20 years after that fact? However, uh, I wanted to get around to a more pleasant thoughts that has to do with uh, where we're going with this legalization of cannabis. It's uh, got a lot of different sidebar stories, and I wanted to address them in one fell swoop with the angriest pothead in Canada, our friend Russell Barth, on the line from the nation's capital. Russ, how you doing today? Not too, too bad. Well, listen, <laughs> okay, uh, you know, I guess you've got good reason, like many, uh, to be angry or frustrated. What did you make of this data breach where, uh, I guess, there were about 4,500 orders from the online store uh, in the early stages where Canada Post apparently uh, had been, their data, uh, the data, your and my data maybe, potentially, or those of the uh, users, it had been accessed, uh, postal codes and the names or initials of adults who signed on for delivery of marijuana actually uh, fell into somebody else's hands. I mean, I can understand you being the angriest pot in Canada, but 4,500 others should be pissed as well, no? I'm pretty sure they are, yeah. And I think it's less about the fact that their data has been breached, like, oh, no, someone knows I bought pot. It's more like, great, now they know my name, my postal code, my, my home address. They can extrapolate a lot of other information online just with that little bit of data. So that's what the bigger threat is. Not like, oh, no, my, my personal privacy about my cannabis use has been breached. Your personal data gets breached. It's basically like someone's able to open a window in your house. All right, and so the online store, it almost sounds like this model is fraught with problems. Well, yeah, and you know, and this is this is something to be expected when you've got a slapdash government throwing a slapdash thing together. And what I also think is funny is how all of the all of the players are blaming each other. You know, the LPs are saying, "No, man, it's the OCS and it's Canada Post is the problem." Canada Post is like, "Hey, don't blame us, man. We're just moving stuff as it comes." And then OCS is like, "No, no, it's the LPs and Canada Post. Everyone's blaming each other. No one is actually taking responsibility for any of their own shortcomings." Well, actually, uh, the producers uh, licensed by Health Canada uh, are calling it a labeling mix-up that delayed the delivery of some products. That's the recent uh, story that came across today as well. Labeling. Yeah, well, there. I think there's also, you know, I think. You're going to see mistakes at the LPs. You're going to see mistakes at OCS. You're going to see mistakes at Canada Post. And the more steps you put into the process, the more likely you are to get these big mistakes happening, which is why it would have been so much easier and so much quicker and so much 
you know, more streamlined to just open the tent flaps, let the private sector come in a lot easier, let these dispensaries that were open stay open and, you know, come into the fold. This is the thing that people didn't seem to understand and the government refused to admit. When you start saying, okay, show us what you got, there's going to be a fraction of the dispensaries are going to close their doors and disappear under the fridge, and the rest of them are going to come out and say, ha, we've been waiting years for this, here you go, scrutinize me. Well, listen, uh, because some orders have been delayed, I don't know, uh, what have you heard? I've heard up to five days. I've heard up to 20 days. What? I've seen my friends posting stuff on Facebook saying, hey, I just got it. I ordered it on the 17th, and I just got here. <laughs> There's a buzzkill, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And then, they, of course, like I said, they break the package open. It's all this plastic. It's all this cardboard. <laughs> you know, they, they ordered, like, three or four different strains or five different strains, one or two grams each, so they've got, like, this wheelbarrow full of boxes <laughs> that weigh practically nothing, and then they dump it out. It's supposed to be one gram or three grams, and it's always short weight. <laughs> and then they smoke it. And they're like, this is terrible. <laughs> this makes my throat hurt. This is, I'm not getting a buzz. And it's, you know, it just seems weak. And Well, you know, the no, online store, uh, I don't know if you've heard, because of the delays, they just want to make uh, customers whole again. They said in an email, as a small gesture of our appreciation for your patience, we're providing you with a refund of the $5 shipping fee you paid. Oh, la-dee-da. Wasn't that funny? <laughs> because, you see, if you, were, if, if you were a regular pot dealer and you messed up this bad, Word would get around, and then you'd have no customers. Right. And then you're not a popular anymore. Well, there's a, that's a market response, isn't it? Well, exactly. You just go, hey, man, like, I'm not, I'm not calling you anymore. You're, hey, you want to buy some pot? No, I don't want pot off of you. It's always short, and it tastes funny. Why would I buy it? <laughs> right. You can keep your $5 shipping or handling yeah, fee. Exactly, dude. Keep your delivery fee. <laughs> Again, with the angriest pothead in Canada, Russell Barth, we've got some legalized marijuana stories or narratives. Listen, uh, folks at Second Cup now, they want to retrench 20 locations here in Ontario, uh, potentially conversion to dispense pot. Now they say they're good to go. Uh, I don't know if this is going to qualify whoever makes that assessment. I guess it's going to be the Alcohol and Gaming Commission. But uh, do you see that as being, you know, a good development? You know, these coffee shops are figuring, what the hell, we're already in certain locations, bricks and mortar, where, uh, you know, high traffic areas, people come in for their cup of joe, why not pot as well? Does that make sense to you? I think it's the smartest idea going yet. I mean, lounges, I think, are really going to be the future of, of this industry. Not so much your brick-and-mortar stores, although you're going to see a lot of that because people like to sort of look at the thing they want to buy. And, you know, there's a whole culture around cannabis that the government just flatly ignored. And it's about how people want to see what it is that they're buying. They want to smell what it is that they're buying. And that's different than other foods, and that's different than other medicines, and that's different than other substances. But if you go to a health food store... And you pull out the little drawers of, like, herbs. You know, you've got your oregano and you've got your parsley and all that kind of stuff. It's right there where you can pick a little bit up in your hand and smell it a little bit. And, you know, it's not the end of the world. So I think what's going to happen with these lounges is what we need is places like a second cup where you can walk in and get, you know, just enough, enough dab for one sitting or buy yourself a joint or buy yourself, you know, a few bong hits worth of, of pot. Sit there and use it and then go about your day or take it with you. You know, you walk down the street smoking a joint or whatever. Or, you know, I, I mean, the best... Because coffee, and also coffee, if you've been seeing the articles, coffee's going to become more scarce 
and way more expensive as the years press on. Mm. And you can't grow cannabis, you can't grow coffee in greenhouses in Canada. You can't grow coffee in your in your basement like you can with pot. So pot, and not just me, man, lots of uh, econ- economists and industrialists and stuff are all leaning towards the same pot is going to be the next big thing. It's going to be as big as coffee, bigger than chocolate, as big as a cell phone. Well, you know, and the beauty is uh, if you've got these places like Second Cup, uh, they've got free Wi-Fi as well. You bring in your laptop, you've got your bong, your laptop, you get some work done. Exactly, and this is the, this is exactly the way it is in places where they do have lounges. I mean, if you look at any of the places like in Toronto, like uh, Abbey Roach's place, Hotbox down in Kensington Market, right? The you know the 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 gold standard, I would say. Mm. They've got Wi-Fi. They got a nice patio out back. It's very groovy. You can go and smoke out there. You can vape inside, and. You think, oh, wow, you know, like, people who don't understand what it is think it's like some sort of, you know, movies, like these movies about the 60s where it's these drug dens with peace signs just spray-painted on the wall and all these people just sitting around in their own filth. It's not. It's a beautiful little lounge with all these groovy, healthy-looking people, and they're all having a nice time, and they're all using the Wi-Fi, and, you know... And it's, it's a nice thing. It's a very wholesome kind of environment, as opposed to... You know, bars where people are getting into fights out front, mm. um, you know, or, or even coffee shops where people are sitting there gobbling up big, heavy pastries and, you know, <laughs> sugary drinks. Mm-hmm. You know, you know uh, Russ, you did use the term groovy twice now. I mean, I haven't heard that since the Young Rascals broke up. Well, exactly. I mean, this is, this is the word you got to use, though. It's a nice, kind of wholesome environment. And people don't need to be afraid. Like, I've talked to kids who are coming to 420. And they're like, I bet your mom was all scolding you before you came down here. And they're like, yeah. And I, bet, I said, yeah, I bet she was standing with a glass of wine in her hand and Xanax inside her. Going, you don't go down to Parliament Hill smoking that crap. And this guy, this kid, like, nudges his face like, oh, my God, that's your mother, man. And he kept rolling his eyes like, oh, you've met my mom. Russell Barth, the angriest pothead in Canada. By the way, you know, uh, you talked about, I think you mentioned vaping. Listen, what do you make of this story? The two Toronto cops who on a, I guess, they had uh, busted an illicit dispense and decided to confiscate some of the product. And then the next thing you know, uh, on a stakeout, they were eating part of the chocolate bar, one of three chocolate bars. 20 minutes later, they radio for help. They can barely stand. <laughs> and I so, think they're going to get off easy because they're, they're cops, right? But no, they, hang on. One of, them, one of them resigned this week, I guess because the judge, are you ready for this? Justice yeah. Mary Meisner called this uh, Constable Dominelli, quote, a complete idiot for tampering oh, for with sure. the... Ev- <laughs> for sure. I mean, he's tampered with evidence, which is a serious crime, if it was anything other than pot, right? Mm. He's, he went and got, got screwed up on duty, which wouldn't be that funny if it was anything but pot. Mm. If he showed up drunk and climbed up a tree or was high on meth and climbed up a tree or something, we'd all be like, oh, my God, what the hell with this guy? <laughs> but it's pot. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, that's funny. He ate a bunch of gummies. He got high. But, I mean, these are some serious crimes that he's committed as a police officer. Well, and here's my... We can joke about it and stuff, but it's actually pretty serious. It is, and of course, uh, we have to take under uh, advisement here that these people, you know, who don't know, uh, say, the toxicity or the strength of any of these edibles, uh, that could be a problem. The word to you is not toxicity, but yeah, the strength. The strength, okay, strength. And this is something, you know, I want to caution your listeners. People think, oh, well, pot's legal, and my friend gave me some gummies. Man, don't take these things lightly. I've seen people get so screwed up that they've been just the whole weekend was screwed up because of it. And you're not going to get, you know, you might get nauseous and sick, you might throw up and stuff. No, no long-term damage is going to happen to you, but you could have a profoundly unpleasant experience. So, you know, be careful about what you're doing. You know, make sure you know what it is you're taking and how much it is that you're taking. And, you know, don't be silly about it because you can end up in the ER wasting everybody's weekend. Well, Russ, that's almost a public service announcement you just did there. 
<laughs> be responsible stoners. Don't be that stoner guy. Don't be the guy in the ER, you know, swatting at the air at bats and everything because you ate too many gummies, you dummy. <laughs> right. I don't know. The province should put you on the payroll here. But, uh, they so definitely should. The question I was asking earlier, and I was really curious about this, since uh, it is a case of maybe quality control or how much you ingest, the strength is really important. What do yeah. you favor from your own practical and professional, uh, if we can call it that, point of view, vaping, smoking? smoking, or edibles? Um, it's interesting you ask that because my wife and I have discussed this, and it's kind of like an orchestra. You've got your horn section, you've <laughs> got your, your you know, sort of bass instruments, you've got your strings, and vaping, and ed- like edibles kind of handles most of the, most of the symptoms, mm. but like, especially in terms of your body. You know, you sort of feel it as a body thing. So if you've got aches and pains and this kind of stuff, you probably want to get more into edibles. And it's better to take sort of smaller doses all day than one whopping great dose at night or one whopping great dose in the morning or something. Mm. But if you're finding the the edibles are just kind of not finishing, you know, not getting you where you need to go with your symptom alleviation, you have a few dabs or you smoke a little joint or you have a, you know, you want to try and reduce the amount that you smoke because not only is it sort of the dirtiest way to ingest medicine, it's also the most wasteful. Hmm. You're really wasting your medicine. So you want to get into like, um, you know, vaping pens that have dab in them, not necessarily this vaping juice with hmm. cannabis. You got to be careful with that too because this vaping stuff, these flavored vaping juices are not that healthy. And, so and by the way, by the way, can you well, set your vaping pen? Dabbing and yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to ask if you can set your vaping pen by uh, an app or something like that, you know, as to uh, temperature control and everything. I was exactly. told about that. There are so many new uh, technologies out there in terms of vaping and the way to deliver medicine. And, you know, people need to research and they need to experiment and they need to not be scared. Um, one thing that you're going to find is not too common uh, in the cannabis world is people trying to mess you up. So it's like, oh, here, just try it. Have a little bit gummy. It's nothing. And then if you get sick or, or you totally wig out on it, it's probably by accident. Like you're not going to find people who are trying to mess you up by giving you too much. Or here, have this giant dab. You'll be fine. And then you're not fine. What you're going to find is people trying to invite you into the world of enjoying cannabis. So you don't need to be so apprehensive about people like, oh, are you trying to, you know, you're trying to, get me all screwed up you trying to inebriate me no i'm trying to invite you into this fun thing that we do on the weekends <laughs> you know well listen uh or, or, or i'm trying to get you to try this medicine which has helped me get out of a wheelchair and you know wow well that's yeah. profound uh, although there are two toronto cops who uh, probably could have used somebody's advice when it came to edibles well, you know one of them uh, resigned from the force earlier this week because i guess he was so ashamed and remorseful hey listen it's always good to talk russ i appreciate it and uh you know there's more where this came from i'm sure ultimately so we'll talk again real soon all right thanks for having me man always a pleasure you got a russell barth angriest pothead in canada didn't sound too angry today i guess uh you know it's <laughs> kind of leveled off for the friday afternoon edition yes he sounded very groovy <laughs> groovy i mean yeah seriously <laughs> you living in a time warp that cat uh, that cat uh all right we'll come back we're into the home stretch there's more oakley right to the top of the hour on the global news radio 640 toronto